It is 12 minutes to 9. Uh, James Ross with Money Talk and we cross now to Melbourne uh, to get our view from Australia from uh, Chris Weston, uh, the head of research at uh, Pepperstone. Uh, Good morning, Chris. Uh, You know, obviously reverberations continue from uh, the Fed's um, uh, action or statement or lack of action, I suppose I should say, uh, yesterday. Any reverberations uh, in the Australia market? Uh, Obviously looking to the RBA and uh, the meeting next week to see what happens there. What do you think? With the RBA, well, I think they'll raise rates, to be honest. Um, I think the market's pricing at about a 60% probability. Um, I know the economist community is a little bit more uh, convicted there. There's 21 out of 24 economists calling for the 25 basis point hike. Yeah, there's an argument to keep rates on hold. Of course, there is. But um, I'd be very surprised, and I set firmly in the camp, that they're going to raise rates. I think the Q2 GDP numbers that we saw recently will mean on Friday when we get the statement of monetary policy, uh, that we'll get some chunky uh, growth upgrades. I think the recent um, core inflation numbers, trim mean inflation numbers and headline that we saw uh, recently as well means that we'll get some um, headline estimates being pushed up as well for, for CPI. And I think uh, in that situation, especially when we look at the banks uh, and the anecdotal evidence that we're seeing that householders can absorb another 25, 50 basis points fairly easily, um, not everyone's going to find it easy, of course, but uh, on the whole, I think, you know, most most households are very much ahead of their payments. Um, they've got a big cushion to absorb higher rates. And I think the RBA then will, will be fairly comfortable in, in raising the cash rate by 25 basis points. But, yeah, I mean, if we're having a look at the, the equity market, I think we're sort of riding on the, the optimism we've been seeing. You know, certainly tech stocks in the US have been working quite well. Bond yields have, have, have been a large contributor towards that because we've seen good buying in treasuries and, and that's allowed the net present value of those long duration cash flow businesses to look more attractive. But I think it's, yeah, it's been a good day. The interesting thing, of course, if you look over the last three weeks, is that we have seen some de-risking going into the weekend. People haven't wanted to be overly exposed in case we see some negative geopolitical headlines um, and they're gapping on the, on the Monday open. So we'll see, do we get that today? Do we see people looking to sort of take some off the table mm. as we go into the back end of the session? How much does the RBA take its cue from uh, from the Fed or, for that matter, you know, the Bank of England? Uh, it wasn't a unanimous uh, decision to uh, hold interest rates unchanged in London. Uh, it was 6-3 in favour. Uh, is, mm. is there a look to London and, um, and New York for, for these cues? I, I, I mean, obviously, they, they would be in touch with the other central bankers and, and, and looking at their set of circumstances. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I guess in this world where we're probably starting to look towards more currency wars again, you know, we've seen uh, a number of central banks, um, you know, looking to, to high, uh, a cut by less in, in, in LATAM. And, you know, I think there, there seems to be a view that you don't want too much of a weaker currency. So, yeah, they're going to try and keep they're, they're going to keep one eye on, on policy in the US and less so in the UK, but they still keep a vigil on it. But I think in Australia, um, you know, you've really got to set policy to your own set of circumstances. Um, and, you know, we've still got inflation that, that is that they want lower um, and they've been committed to, to to raising rates to combat that situation. And I think they've got the, the ability to do that. So I think you know, 90% of what they're going to be setting policy will be their own domestic set of policies. But I think you know they, they want to make sure that their, their, their policy settings don't get too far out of kilter with other, um, other markets. Otherwise, you do see a currency effect playing through. Obviously, Australia does depend uh, to, to uh, some extent on other countries around the world, not least of them uh, China. You know, how's how's that uh, linkage looking at the moment? You know, what what are the correlations there? 
Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, the re diplomatic relationships between uh, Australia and China are very much in focus, and, and they continue to be with the news flow that we're seeing at the moment. Um, but me, myself, and, and the way that I look at markets is, is the correlations and the relationships statistically between things like the Aussie dollar. Um, and we see a very, very strong correlation between the Australian dollar and the Chinese mainland equity markets, the CSI 300, um, and also some of those stocks that are listed in Hong Kong as well, and the, the H shares and the Hang, uh, the Hang Seng. So we do see the Australian dollar being a bit of a proxy, should we say, for China. So when Chinese markets are doing well, we see the Australian dollar outperforming. And there's like a, 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 a decent relationship with copper as well. Um, so, yeah, we, we, we look at China and, and the inflows and the liquidity that gets pushed out from the PBOC. And if we do see Chinese equity markets finding um, finding some love, typically you'll see the Australian dollar rallying. So, the idea there is obviously that about 35% of our exports go to China. It's our biggest trading partner. Um, so you can understand when, when people are concerned about China, we see the Aussie dollar underperform. So that's really for my, my focus. Um, so we'll see what happens um, you know, as we go into into a sort of data-heavy period for Chinese uh, data uh, in the next couple of weeks. But yeah, I think that linkage for me is is that, that it is, um, yeah, it's very much a China uh, proxy, should we say, mm. uh, and that's really what drives the currency. So is there is there a general feeling, would you say, on, on, in, in and around the markets and the offices in, in Australia that uh, things with China are looking a little bit rosier than they were? Oh, yeah, I think I think... I don't think people are overly sensitive to, um, you know, to the relationship. To I mean, obviously, so there, there are certain stocks and equity companies that that, that really would benefit from a a, a very strong, um, yeah, sort of more freer trade situation. But yeah, if we were to see some um, deals being put through, you've got to look at the conditions and and, and what's involved there as well, because you know China's not going to um offer anything too too readily i can't imagine or with australia um but mm. i think yeah i think more for us it's it's less about um you know trade and and and, and just more about the actual uh, levels of, of, of demand but, and and more than just more the markets in china really so as i say when the the equity markets there are moving we just we're buying the australian dollar so it's just more a, a proxy more than anything about the relationship there uh, turning to uh, the Australian banks, um, Macquarie reporting today and some of the other big banks reporting over the next uh, couple of weeks or so. What are your thoughts there, Chris? Do you, do you see um, some positivity there? Well, I mean, I think, it, yeah, there's so much to, to look at with the banks. I mean, it's going to be fascinating viewing. I mean, Macquarie did report today and the stock is, is down 1.2%. I'm actually quite surprised it's not bigger reaction um, they have come out a two billion dollar buyback which i think is supporting to an extent but the net profits fell 51 percent uh, to 1.4 billion which was about 22 percent below the consensus of the market so i'm quite surprised um, if you look at that and you go into the divisional side of things um why yeah, they're, they're not down more um, but the stock's at 52 week lows so maybe it's a you know, pricing element of a miss there as well if we have a look at the big banks so we're going to see cba um, who do have a, a slightly different reporting calendar um, they're going to be coming out um, with a Q1 update, but the other three banks, ANZ, NAB and uh, Westpac, they'll be coming out with full-year numbers. If you look at the cash earnings, they're expected to be actually very, very good indeed. We're expecting them to be up you know, anywhere between 11 and 20%. So one can imagine there's going to be a lot of headlines about mm. um, you know, gross profits coming up. But 
you know, I think if you look at the asset quality, which I think from a macro perspective is something I look at very closely, there's really no signs of stress. We've seen that in the recent trading updates, and we're not expecting any kind of clear, um, you know, rises in, in bad and def- uh, bad and doubtful debts. Right. Uh, mortgage arrears are not going to be any concern, um, but margins will be under a bit of pressure. But I think, yeah, that there, there should be some good insights for you know people are looking at the Australian economy there. Mm. We'll watch with interest. Uh, thank you, Chris. Chris Weston is the head of research at Pepperstone with our view from Australia.